parts of the earth. Chapter 4 in Acts. Let's look at verse 33. And with great power gave the apostles witnesses of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Go to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, verse 37 and 38. That word, I say ye know, was, was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism with John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. We see such these few verses we want to read that how the church really began. Uh, there is no power until we receive the Holy Ghost, and we all received that Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost when we were saved. But there's a present-day barrenness of the church. We look at our records, and no one seems to think that is very bad, not even concerned, because most churches are filled with programs. But in reality, if you compare the church today with the first church, I have no problem believing personally that Ichabod, that glory is departed, is written across most churches. And many churches fail to win enough people to make up for the loss in membership by death. And how they are doing this, as the churches that some of my family have joined, they don't have a membership. They, so without a membership, you know, you... Uh, just depend on who's going to come and hope to come. And, and that may be to a point to members, but when God saves you and adds you to a body, uh, I think it's the same thing that when uh, God adds you to a man or woman and uh, you got some responsibility to that uh, husband or wife because uh, there's only two divine institutions that's the church and the home and God starts both of those and we need to realize that many uh, churches do not think of that not one church remember in a thousand, not one church member in a thousand. These are 
statistic. But think about this. Not one church member in a thousand could name the Ten Commandments or the Beatitudes. Do not know the Lord's Prayer. Over 50% of Americans can not name any of the first four books of the New Testament. Lawless multiplies every year and virginity is laughed at. And I personally believe, and I, I hope I'm right, but I hope, I, I believe that a lot of girls or boys would be ashamed to say, I'm a virgin. And so they lie about it to get accepted, you know, because uh, you know it's something wrong with you if you're a boy and, you know, you're 17, 18 years old and you're a girl, 16, 17, 18 years old, and you've never had sex. You know, there's got to be something wrong with you. And that's the society... And I've been in homes such in Harrison County where the young people have said, I'm still a virgin, and I'm proud of being a virgin. But if my friends knew I was, they would laugh at me. That's where we are. That's where we are in our standing in a religious nation, God-fearing nation. This, three-fourths of our college graduates are unbelievers, do not know what it means to be born again. I mean, this survey was taken at two different groups of people, and I wonder how many of us adults really know when I say, Scott, have you been born again? What would his definition be to be, most people say, oh, I, I joined the church, I was baptized. That's not being born again. If you're born again, you need to join a church somewhere because it's the church that we learn in and we become uh, settled in our belief. But uh, we cannot keep Christians. Many of us cannot keep ourselves from the degrading worldliness all about us. Let's, you know, I can name you four or five independent Baptist churches that I believe are sound independent Baptist churches. And when their youth graduates from high school or college, they're gone. Why is that? I don't have that answer. If I did, I would preach it and beg people to let me come to their church and preach it. But see, the first grade need in the church is not, well, we need unity. Twelve cylinders are no better than four if there's no spark and no 
Think about this. You got a 12-cylinder, but it's no better than a 4-cylinder if there's no spark or no gas. Makes no difference whether you got 40 members or 400 members. If the members are not empowered with the Spirit of God, it makes no difference. Because we got to be filled with the Spirit to want to please God over anybody else. Popularity and favorite with men, entertainment, or worship. That's what churches, as we began 2022, we got to still make that commitment. Do we want popularity and favor with men? Entertainment or worship. More training. All over America, a whole generation has grown up who have never seen a real revival. I think the last time I've seen a real revival where there was no Special singing, there was no entertainment, there was no advertising, was at Hebron Baptist Church when we had eight people make a profession of faith. We baptized them. Are we sopping along with a axe handle but no Axe head. See, we can all know the Bible. We can quote verses, know the Ten Commandments, the attitudes, you know, all of those. But unless we got an axe with just a handle, now, the handle is, yes, I am a Baptist, or yes, I am a Christian. Second Kings. Notice with me, please. When we look at the Word of God, and we see in our Bibles, Second Kings, chapter 6. Verse 5. But as one was filling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place, and he cut down a stick and cast it and thither, and the iron did swim. That was a miracle. The axe head came to the top of the water and swim. If we are like an axe with no head, 
We just got knowledge but no spirit. Nothing will happen. See, the first great need in the church is not entertainment, games. It's just praying that the Holy Spirit will come down. Is our power to build churches barred from the world? I, I doubt if y'all received the advertisements that I do. I just got some, I think, last, this past Thursday. How to double your attendance in one year. Well, you open it up, you say, man, that, that sounds good. Not a thing about the Spirit of God. Not a thing about preaching the Word. Not a thing about being faithful. It is games. It's games. That's why some of the churches in Harrison County, on Thursday nights, they have movie night. For their Bible study, they have a band that comes in and, and plays, and they have pizza. And they may have, I've never been, but I was invited. That's abomination in the sight of God. To gather for a Bible study and have a band and pizza and you think you worship God? But that's their call. Our powerlessness contrasts with Christ's promise. This barrenness and powerlessness will end up with fruitless because it makes no difference how good a speaker that we may invite behind this pulpit. And what we do to get people here to listen to that speaker, if the Spirit of God is not present, nothing will happen. Nothing at all. So, are we to be as lights hid under a bush? Are we to be the salt, not sugar, that has lost its Savior? No Christian needs to go without bearing fruit. And that includes every member of the Ammon Road Baptist Church. We ought to have fruit, you know. You uh, be fruit because most people are selfish. Most people are not friendly. Most people only speak to those people that they know. But as I was in the doctor's office and Older guy, I say older, he's probably as old as I was, maybe a little older. He said, Good morning. I said, Good morning to you. 
How are you doing? Just, you know, just general conversation. And he said, you know, I've been in this office 30 minutes. There's probably been 15 people come in and leave. Not a one of them spoke to me. And he said, well, I don't do that. I'm not saying you have to. But uh, if we going to be a church that God will bless, we need to be friendly on the inside of the church and we need to be friendly on the outside of the church. Notice with me in the book of, of Luke. Luke, the third chapter. Luke chapter 3 and verse 16. John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latch of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost, and with fire. Think about that. I don't know how many people you ask when you're talking to them, are they saved? But uh, I asked the old gentleman, I said, uh, are you saved? He said, uh, yes, I'm a born-again, blood-washed child of the What is the answer that most people get? I'm a church member or I've been baptized. And you can be baptized and be a church member and be lost and on your way to hell if you haven't been covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. Still in the book of Luke. Tell me to Luke 24. Luke 24. And verse 49. And behold, I send the promise of my Father unto you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until he be endured with power from on high. What is that verse telling us? We got to be prepared. Prime example. Scott been a, a mechanic longer than he probably wants to admit. His son wanted to be a mechanic. He wasn't a mechanic because his dad was a mechanic. He went to a mechanic school. What are you saying? To be able to have a future, it was important that Zeke be certified. 
for us to be used of God, it's a must that we be certified. And being a member of a church, going into the waters of baptism will not certify you in the eyes of God. You've got to be born again. And every born-again Christian belongs in a church, and every born-again Christian needs to submit to baptism. But see, it is God that adds to the church, and God will not add anybody to the church that has not been born again. But yet, our churches are full of lost people. You know, you know and I don't know how many, but uh, I do know that uh, if this particular church that I know, the pastor down to Atlanta, I've been to Georgia many, many times down there holding a, you know, a conference, holding the revival. And so I listen to these guys on the way down or back and they have, say, 3,500 members, and they have 500 attending. What's wrong with the other 3,000? Or do they take weeks? You know, this 500 show up this week, and 500, I don't know. But I'm saying that if God has saved you and added you to a body, unless you are sick or providence or hindrance, you need to be there. Not only do you need to be there, you want to be there. And that's where, where the you know, rubber hits the road. I want to. And yes, don't anybody think, you know, being a member of the church won't save you, and we're not talking about that. We're just talking about, you know, if I asked Dorothea Faulkner 50-some years ago to become my wife, I still ought to want to be with her. God saved me 50-some years ago. I still want to serve him. And no, you don't have to hold an office to serve him. You don't have to be a preacher to serve him. But if you're a born-again Christian, your desire is to be pleasing to the Lord. God tells us in Acts chapter 4 and verse 13, Acts chapter 4 and verse 13. As we look at this verse, and we see here that the Lord says here in Acts chapter 4 and verse 13, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John 
and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Notice verse 20. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Now, as we look at uh, Acts 4.13, you know, they saw the boldness of these two disciples and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled and they took knowledge of them as they had been with Jesus. You know, you can, you can tell by the wording, you can tell by the phrases that somebody uses, whether they're educated highly or whether they're like the average, because it is God that teaches us about the Lord, not an education. I have taken many Bible courses, attended Lexington Baptist College for two years at night. But that doesn't make me saved. But what we do see here, as God said, you know, in verse. Twenty, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. When you see what God has done, when you see that God has healed somebody with cancer, you know they have took a person. You know, I mean, you know. I can say this about myself, you know. You know, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be alive. I've got a pig vow in me that's been in there for several years. It's not as smooth as it was. But pig vow or no pig vow, God calls me to be born on time and I will leave this world on time. See, that's the assurance. Not only of eternal life, not, not to the fact that, you know, I don't have to worry about hell because I'm never going there. I don't have to worry about the great tribulation because I'm not going through that. So I sort of smile when I do get on Facebook and I see some of these preachers, you know, that, that you know, has classified you if you don't agree with them. Well, you know, I just told one of them the other day, you know, none of us here on earth got all the answers. None of us. 
But God does. But God does. And when we look at Acts chapter 4 and verse 31, God said, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. First question on your test. What is verse 31 of Acts 4 telling us? Let's read it again. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken, where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. You will not speak with boldness unless you are sure of what you're talking about. Now, an idiot will, you know, somebody that's in it for Whatever. But if you know the Spirit of God saved you and the Spirit of God has taught you, you have no problem with standing on what the Spirit of God has said to you. Every Christian should be a living fountain of the water of life, not a stagnant pool. Go to the book of John. See, it's so easy to teach when you have Bible for every point you want to make. John chapter 7 and verse 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If a man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. I know that my sister agrees with me. My mother is in glory today. Third grade education. She went to A&P. She would go nuts if she was living, at going to Walmart, you know. Walmart changes everything, you know. If you knew where it was, you, you know. But the OA&P on Main Street is where mom, she knew exactly where everything was. She knew what she wanted. She didn't have no list. And, you know. Now, the world would say, what an ignorant woman. See, uh, it's just amazing how God blesses. Because he said, he that believeth on me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. 
our fourth point. How different is modern Christianity from that of the apostolic age? Well, this is something that we all should know if we're saved and member of a Baptist church or any other good church. It said that how different is modern Christianity from that of the apostolic age? Christianity is a Bible religion. You can't be a Christian, a born-again Christian, and believe in anything except the Bible. I don't believe anything that the Mormons say because I'm not a Mormon. If you're a Mormon, you ought to believe everything the, the Mormons say. But Christianity is a Bible religion. It produces salvation in others. It produces the joy of the Lord. It reproduces the power and victory over sin. Isn't it amazing that you think back before God saved you? And you don't have to name your sins, but if you were like me, you had many sins. And God takes them away one at a time. Sometimes, you know, all of them, but usually he we grow in grace and knowledge. So we become more like Christ the longer we're saved. It reproduces the process of making converts in New Testament times. In other words, the longer you're saved, if you don't know how to witness, you, there's a part of you that wish you did. And if there is a soul winning class, we sometimes are Afraid because, you know, I don't want people to know that I don't know how. You know, there is a process that we got to learn. And the best soul winner is the one who says nothing but lives his life. I mean, that's what an effective soul winner is. That when God sees you, Speaking of the grocery store, I was over at the grocery store the other day and uh, a little short lady, I mean, she couldn't have been over four foot seven. And she had her buggy parked right in the middle, you know, and I just, I was behind her and I just sat there. And she turned around and said, what's wrong with you? I said, ma'am, you just take your time. And so she got back looking. She got what she wanted, and she turned around, and she said, I'm sorry. Now, what did I want to do? Now, you don't want to know. Because that's the flesh in us. But when we let Christ be dominant, I'm going to take a chance, blow a chance of maybe knocking on her doors someday and she'll remember that I got upset because she blocked an aisle in Walmart. Don't think so. We should reproduce Bible Christians in our lives. Any religion that does not hold up Christ 
that does not have the same Savior, the same penitent faith, the same new birth, is certainly not true religion. I don't care whether you're Baptist, Christian, Methodist, what you are. But when I ask you how you're saved, you'd better say, I'm saved by the grace of God. That one day I heard the word of God, the Spirit of God bowed witness with my spirit and made me alive. And now I'm on my way to glory because he chose me, he loved me, and his son died for me. You put whatever name you want to. Being a Baptist won't save you. But I do recall years ago when somebody out on visitation looked at me and said, you Baptist, what would you be if you weren't a Baptist? And before I said, you know, I said, I'd be ashamed. And I would be, but I'm sorry I said that. But sometimes we get our mouth engaged before our brain engages. Modern, what does it matter whatever people go to hell because what does it matter? Well, Modernists rob them of their confidence in the authority of the Bible, the deity of Christ, salvation by the blood. See, I believe this old King James, are there some words that could have been to my liking, you know. I would rather them to have said password or Passover rather than Easter, I would have that word out of it. I would have put Passover. But they both mean the same. So as we close here, and we'll pick it up next Sunday, unless God changes, but uh, the authority of the Bible is the deity of Christ and salvation by the blood. Because their loved ones and the church, you know, and that's what a good friend of mine, a good friend of, of, my, of my wife, we, uh, we, we just can't uh, talk about religion because they get upset. They say, you know, I've always been in this church. My mom and dad was at church. And they, you know, so I just, there are some things you know you don't mention because you don't want to just upset somebody but uh, it's not the name on your church it's whether God is lifted up but yeah I'm not ashamed I can prove it God built a church and it was a Baptist church Heavenly Father we thank you for this day we thank you Father for the privilege that has been given to us today to be here, and we ask, Father, you be with the great number of our bodies that are sick.